This podcast is supported by Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. RVs are for sharing adventures with family, friends, and even your pets. So if you bring your cats and dogs along for the ride, you'll want Progressive RV insurance. They protect your cats and dogs like family by offering up to $1,000 in optional coverage for vet bills in case of an RV accident, making it a great companion for the responsible pet owner who loves to travel. See Progressive's other benefits and more when you quote RV insurance at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet injuries and additional coverage and subject to policy terms. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 162, Things Change and Things Stay the Same. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Purple Pants Podcast. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcasts reside. We are waiting for you to hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. What's the T? Purple Pants See how has everyone been doing? You know, I feel like the weather in Philadelphia has been amazing this weekend. It was giving warm and sunny and baby boy is still trying to recover from the Bryce and Wynn present. The Homecoming 42, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. It's just always so uh, great to come home and just be received with so much love. There were so many new faces in the building. There were so many original, you know, Survivor Philly Alliance, the Wawa and the Wawa. I'm about to say the Wawa and cheese, but, the you know, the Wawa Philly Alliance. It just was so great. And more importantly, my family was in the building. I don't always invite my family or expect them to show up because, you know, it's a survivor event. I, I get it. But my family was in the building, my sister, my brother, my cousins, uh, you know, just close family friends, some co-workers. They really pull up to show your baby boy some love. Of course, Aza, Derek, Russell Swan, Wendeezy, and there was some other special guests there. So if you know, you know, it was just truly an amazing time. Shout out to DJ Nico, who was on the ones and twos add a little spice to the party which is so much fun and it was a ooh, a great episode of survivor the faces in the building during tribal council were like oh my god who chile who what I, like just so 
crazy. So thank you so much to everyone that has pulled up and just showed us some so much love. It's so appreciative. It just makes me think when I got off of the island in Kagiyan and, you know, I was doing little watch parties here and there and just to think of the growth and, you know, as much as things change, things stay the same. And, you know, the same people that were coming to my watch parties dare I say, eight years ago are some of the same faces that I still see at our watch parties now. And it's just a, a great community. I just love it. And I can't thank you guys enough. So, uh, you know, you baby boy appreciates you. And if we talk on Survivor, okay, you know, I did the feedback show with Robert. So you have to go check that out. Uh, and of course, you know, Survivor News was popping with Wendell, Jack, and myself. So listen, you get your Survivor news, you get your Survivor fill up, okay, on the feedback show and with Survivor news. So I appreciate you all for always just showing your baby boy some love. But listen, baby, Miss Barb celebrated a birthday over the weekend. So, you know, it was good to just, you know, shower my mom with some love. But I, I don't know who your baby boy thinks he is. I am not in my 20s anymore. And so I had the Our Survivor event on Wednesday. And then it was just so nice. Derek Frazier was like, let's go out Thursday. Let's like just do a little something. So child was out Thursday, uh, Friday, uh, you know, went to a little gathering. Saturday, I had a concert to go to. And baby, Sunday, when I tell y'all I stayed in the bed, it was so nice out. It was sunny, about like high. 70s, 80s. Everyone was outside, but I was in the bed watching uh, Bling Empire season two. If y'all haven't seen that, it's listen, I, I love Bling Empire. Um, but y'all just was chilling. And I'm like, oh, baby boy, you need to take take it slow. We might be outside this summer, but you got to pace yourself. And again, this is my type of weather where you don't need no heat on. You don't need no air conditioning on. You could just have your windows open and you could just be, you know, comfortable enough to walk around in your home in your birthday suit and not feel uncomfortable. Like this is my season because as soon as it gets too hot, and I'm a sweater. I don't know about anybody else. Like, I literally can sweat at the drop of a dime. So the second it gets hot, hot, I'll be like, oh, it's too hot. It's too hot. So I am just really trying to soak in these days of spring before the weather turns up. But I am excited for this week's podcast. We've got our church announcements, and it is a casual tea with Aman and B. We had a full list of things to talk about, but we really, uh, talked about the real world New Orleans homecoming and the conversation kind of just organically took its place. And so it's a really good conversation. And then Aman and I also talk about the recent mass shooting in New York. And it, it just is, it's a lot. So the casualty this week is uh, really about New Orleans, the homecoming and kind of the themes of what that show was about. And if you haven't watched it, you really should watch it. And of course, we've got Gangsta Gurry is here for the Purple Pants Premonitions. We've got the Freak of the Week. So listen, as much as things change, they stay the same. And let's get into our church announcements. <laughs> Church. 
And on this week's church announcements, you know your baby boys, Wendeezy and myself, are headed to L.A. to team up with the amazing Lauren Ashley Beck for a finale party that you do not want to miss, May 25th. And there are so many reality stars from all over the spectrum of reality TV confirming that are going to attend our event. And it's just going to be really, really, really special. So if you haven't gotten your ticket already, they are going like hotcakes. Okay, so don't don't have FOMO. They still available. Uh, the link at the Bryce and Win present Instagram bio and the link in my Instagram bio, Bryce Isaiah. Click it, get your ticket, and we will see you in LA. I'm so excited. It's the first time I've been back to LA since child. I dare I say my reunion in Kagiyan. So I'm excited to get back to the West Coast and see what's popping. We will see you on the 25th. Bryce and Win present. With Lauren Ashley Beck, the finale 42. This podcast is supported by Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. RVs are for sharing adventures with family, friends, and even your pets. So if you bring your cats and dogs along for the ride, you'll want Progressive RV insurance. They protect your cats and dogs like family by offering up to $1,000 in optional coverage for vet bills in case of an RV accident, making it a great companion for the responsible pet owner who loves to travel. See Progressive's other benefits and more when you quote RV insurance at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet injuries and additional coverage and subject to policy terms. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. Hello, we are back with your casual tea, and I'm always excited to welcome back the baby boy that is Amon Alwyn. How are you? Welcome back. We're here for another casual tea. We are back, baby. It's been uh it's been it's been a little bit. 
I feel like so much has happened mm. in the world of pop culture as well as like just the small little world in the community that we have as well. I got to see you twice in the past uh, week or so. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just telling you before we were on the podcast, um, clearly Aman was at the Bryce and Wynn karaoke, the RJP Live, and he mm. pulled up to the Bryce and Wynn presents the homecoming in Philadelphia, and he was giving all of the faces. Aman was tuned into the episode. <laughs> uh, tuned in. Yeah, I just saw that post on Instagram. Y'all caught me, uh, y'all caught me, uh, out here Mid- reacting. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> And I love it. But I uh, what I love more uh, about this, our community and the experience, what I was saying earlier was that, you know, I knew of Amon with the big brother. I knew he, co- you know, I knew he covered the live tweets and he was all of that. And I just I, I had always an, an admiration for you. But I think getting to know you through doing the casualty and and Mm -hmm. at this point is a year and some plus change. Um, I've really grown a bond for you. And I think that when we were at the RHAP live um, at the after event and we were like hanging out and I just was like, I just turned to you. I was like, I love you. Like, I just, I really appreciate our friendship. (laughs) And there is something to like connecting with people online. And even though we live in the same city, but you know, the city is big um i just appreciate you and i just i loved our in-person connection and i just love our connection and i'm just happy that rhap is a thing and the purple pants podcast and the casual tea is a thing that i just get to um i get to talk to you and i get to meet you because i I think that you are just truly an amazing person so i just want to just start this podcast off by saying thank you uh for everything that you do and of course for the casual tea well thank you so much and uh, like I said before I feel the same way it really has been um, one of the highlights of my podcasting experience getting the chance to talk with you and get to know you more I really would would have never thought like little old me sitting in my dorm room at Drexel University when I had like first just moved here and your season had aired on Survivor. I remember watching your season and being so disappointed that you were out so early. And then maybe like maybe about a month later, I saw you pop up on a little also local Philadelphia show called The Scorpion Show that I have been watching for so long. And I was like, oh my God, look at this price. They got the, which I I actually got a chance to speak with Mikkel and Kevin, um, like a couple weeks ago actually it was really cool um but yeah and then fast forward all the way to now and now i'm sitting here podcasting with you it's just uh the world is is, is very vast but it's also very small it, it, it is and which is the what i think is the great thing about the world is that you be are able to have these connections random connections that you would never think and just a huge shout out to the pi the 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 queer black pioneers that is the scorpion show the scorpion show is a youtube base and now they're a podcast um like youtube show and one of the pioneer youtube shows in terms of commentary channels on youtube yes yes and definitely one of the first black gay and from philly and both happen to be my friends um they've been doing it for 10 plus years killing the game with consistent content Mm -hmm. and you know for me in the Scorpion show, it's always just like so aggravating in my mind as to why they are not 
bigger not yeah. like they have a huge audience already but i'm just saying like the fact that like some major network has not picked them up yet or has seen it or there have been so many variations of the scorpion show in this era that have essentially copied their format and are like talk show like i mean honestly what 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 was the real what do you, you know what i mean like it's just mm-hmm. like um they are just amazing and so if you if you guys have not do yourself a favor and check out the scorpion show um i would like to say that like the purple pants podcast is a a variation of the scorpion show i definitely have watched them throughout the years and and when i thought of the concept of my podcast absolutely there were some elements of the scorpion show that I a thousand percent like, you know, because that's just what I knew. So I just, you know, just wanted to give a huge shout out to them because they are amazing and deserve their flowers. Yeah, totally. They um, and we got a chance to talk about that. Um, they were having like a live show, um, and they were you know inviting their audience members to come up and talk to them, and we we discussed that a little bit, and they, they're very frustrated because yeah, I mean they are they they are some of the first of the commentary channels, and I'm talking like over a decade ago like Mm -hmm. so they've been in the game for such a long time and you know youtube has been has been good to them but in recent years i mean they've been talking about how it just seems like there are so many other channels that get um suggested to people more and their viewership has gone down whether it be just the algorithm whether it just be whatever it is but yeah they definitely deserve all of the flowers because I mean I still I to this day I still watch them so, so do I I still be cussing Mikel out and on my like you know like I, I I love it and I love the fact that like I don't always agree with their opinions I don't always agree with what they say but like mm-hmm. they they are strong rooted in their opinions a lot of times I agree with them it, it's just a the 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 dynamic duo of them yeah. I think is just really it's, it's great it's a great back and forth all the time. Um, and one thing about Mikel, he know his history. Okay, in his yeah. phone, I saved him as like the uh, Mikel the historian because like he knows his history. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, well, let's get into the casual tea. We have a jam packed uh, tea list for you this week, and so we're kicking it off with the real world New Orleans homecoming. Now that is on Paramount Plus, and I do use dare I say Wendell's password or my friend Sarah's password at times to have access to it because listen the way my budget is set up you know I'm trying to you know save some coins um they've done this twice already they did it with Real World New York which I didn't really get to watch it then they did it with like a the Tammy Roman season uh which I forget what season it is uh Real World I don't know and but this is the third one that they're doing third season it's the real world New Orleans it's on Paramount Plus it comes out every Wednesday and we are four episodes in I think three weeks in before episodes in and for me you know my friend was like oh my gosh you need to watch this and I remember I watched a little bit of Tammy season and then I just fell off just because of just you know whatever I was doing I just couldn't keep up but my friend Sarah uh she was like, you need to watch this season. I think that you will have some reactions. And so I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And then finally got the time. And one thing that the first thing that struck me when I watched this season was like, oh, my God, I realized this was the first real world season that I watched in its entirety. So just for that reason alone, it was 
just thought provoking for me there, you know, there was Jamie, there's Matt, there's Melissa, there's Danny. Uh, there was Kelly, Julie and David, who now goes by Tokyo. Um, mm-hmm. what I, the, my first reaction to this was I forgot how much I loved Melissa. I think the, a lot of the Bryce that you see today is formed from Melissa Howard uh, that was on the the New Orleans real world because like I just that was like one of my first reality shows I remember having a TV in my room uh, we had just moved and I had my own room and I just remember watching and I, I think I want to say it came on Thursday nights and I just loved Melissa she just you know her being black her being Filipino but just her, very much in her blackness but not the 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 atypical what we would quote unquote say is a black person but like she I just loved Melissa and just watching her and seeing the the New Orleans homecoming it just reminded me so much of just like there is a lot of the things that I that are what I would call traits of my personality that I got from seeing Melissa and I say that to say that representation matters because I just remember seeing like this black woman on this my first really season of the real world but anyway let, let's just get to the meat and potatoes okay the real world day back and obviously remember julie she was a mormon on the show she was experiencing a lot of things um and the show really centers around her in the homecoming one of the major points in the homecoming that i find so interesting is that they were at the forefront of race and a lot of the things that we are still still talking about today, like us with the D- diversity initiative, with Survivor, with George Floyd, like all of these things that seem to be, quote unquote, a hot topic. Here we are 22 years ago, still was a hot topic. As much as things change, it seems that a lot of these things stay the same. Um, and we're not going to give you a rundown of like what has happened on all these four episodes, but there was a point where David, who was the only black male on the cast uh, during his season, he wasn't the nicest. He was kind of sort of just really focused on himself and focused on like doing whatever he wanted to do. He really wasn't like in tune with the cast members. And I remember thinking like, Oh, David is a jerk. David is a, you know, all of this stuff. And so he goes by Tokyo now and he acknowledges that and he wants to do better on this, like, you know, this season. And really, mm-hmm. I would think that the homecoming is really about like addressing the issues that they address and seeing like the growth. Like, have you changed? Are you the same person? And so I would just have to say that David, in my opinion, has done a phenomenal job of growing. Uh, it also really makes me want to go back and watch the real world New Orleans, the original season, because I just wonder, was David really an ass or was it that, you know, this reality show that is basically an, an all white audience, all white editors like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There are just so many like there are so many nuances that me as yeah, like a, put him in that spot. Yeah, right. And so that that's just one of the things that makes me like, I want to go back and watch that. But anyway, there is, and, and Melissa and Julie have issues over some emails. Uh, Jamie, uh, who was a very, not Jamie, please, because we're going to have to get to Jamie. Matt, who was a, 
Is it Jamie? Who was the, was it Matt or am I getting them? Or was it Danny? I'm sorry, Danny. I think, oh, I can't remember. I just looked it up. It's Danny. So Danny okay. has a very inspirational story um, being he kind of sort of came out on the real world or he was, he knew that he was gay, but like obviously being on the show and being one of the, the first gay men on reality TV and to have a relationship. He had a relationship with uh, a guy named Paul that was in the military. And at the time, the policy of do not, don't ask, don't tell. And if, you know, they were to find out that the person that he was dating uh, was gay, he would like lose his pension, lose his job. And like, you know, just a, a very serious time. And again, it is so interesting to watch because I remember watching then and I don't think young myself or even the world took to the gravity of what that relationship was and and actually how dangerous it was for Paul to be coming out and I think that in this homecoming they really do a great job of like showing us and even seeing Paul being so scared to come on but you know for the sake of love uh, you know he wanted to see his boo thing Danny but I, I, I just think that they do a great job of showing how dangerous and the risk and how monumental that was. And so many people on television, so many like queer people, so many gay people uh, were able to see themselves in a Danny. And it, he, he really became the voice of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did not watch the uh, original season as it aired, um, but I was glad, you know, when watching this homecoming season that they did sort of lay it out, you know, and they talked about the gravity of that in the historical context, because 2000, I mean, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but right. in terms of like so sociologically, like all of the, the strides that we've made, it's quite a time ago. And being gay in 2000 is... While I feel like it's generally on the up and coming uh, acceptance agenda, it's not, it's still a real thing that ruins lives back then. I mean, and then to go and to broadcast that on national television, man, like. And to be in I'm a relationship. I'm just social media didn't exist back then. Right. And to be in a relationship with somebody that's like not just in the military, but has a higher ranking position like that was crazy. afraid of being arrested mm-hmm. because he's gay afraid like, of the afraid of being dishonorably discharged meaning you lose your pension you lose any like because you're yourself mm-hmm. crazy and like and again like you said like to, in my mind 2000 like the year 2000 was just around the corner mm-hmm so it's truly I, wild. It, it, Danny's story is it makes me have a better appreciation for Danny's story. So if you guys have not watched it, definitely you get a, a huge appreciation for Danny. But baby, now let's get back on track. <laughs> the meat and potatoes is Miss Mama's Julie. Okay. She for sure was uh I don't dare I say the star of the show. 22 years ago and Miss Mamas is the star of the show very much so 22 years later. Julie was a Mormon 
Um, you know, she never interacted with black people at the time of the filming. She never drunk alcohol. She was in a very bubble of the Mormonism. And again, I, for me, I feel like I have a lot more understanding of the Mormon community. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, but you know, for watching the real housewives of Salt Lake city, um, there are they're in Utah and they have a huge Mormon community. And there are a lot of ex Mormons and just hearing some of their stories really kind of sort of educate me, um, a lot on it. And the racism, the homophobia that is swarmed in this community um, is a lot. And so Julie was just like a little baby chicken coming out of her shell and just experiencing the world for the first time. And I think that which is why it made everyone that watched the real world kind of sort of like, you know, love Julie, like, you know, because she, she was like a newborn child. And to watch this child that to have all of these like social constructs of what things are in their head and then for her to be on the real world and for what she was told and her to see her real life experience with these people was truly like inspiring and almost like, you know, heartfelt. Yeah, I uh, I am shocked that someone like her would agree to come on to the show. I honestly am uh, from the from the moment that I that, that she you know appeared on my screen and they showed the intro package of you know what it was that she was known for the last time twenty two years ago and the type of relationships that she's had post season with her co stars um, and. The fact that she is already in tears in the confessional, I'm like, mm. girl, mm. you really want to come back to this? This is what you're doing? So I'm shocked. But at the same time, glad that she did it because it's something that people need to see because I think that it is something that a certain demographic of people do a lot of the time. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> It was just on full display. I was just surprised at the magnitude of which this was on full display. It almost seemed to the point where it it felt like it was scripted to me. Mm. I was like, really, sis? Like, you're really out here? Try-? It, it was a lot. Mm. It's a lot. And I think that for me, dare I say, I, I think that it's good for a lot of people to see this because one, I, I think that. I would love to know what Julie thinks of her portrayal so far, but I think that for me, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Julie is literally when we say the term Karen and you know, that is a, a white woman utilizing her privilege and knowing her privilege and, you know, knowing I'm um, calling the cops, uh, you know what that really means to say that to a black person or when we say like white tears like you know when a white woman cries it, it, it is Julie is the epitome of it and it is uncomfortable to watch at any given time so her and Melissa have had a falling out and which also was crazy was that they flashed back to the challenge and it just was like oh my god I watched this I watched this I remember mm-hmm. when Melissa cussed Julie out on the challenge and shout out to my girl Ayana who came to the Bryson one present in DC and it's the fact that like I'm friends with Ayana now also just seeing that and Ayana was like laying on the bed just I just fanboyed out so hard but anyway back to the serious topic I remember when Melissa cussed her out and we never knew why 
And social media wasn't really around or that prevalent at that time. But, you know, the narrative that Melissa feels as though she received was that, like, she was a hater, this angry black woman. And we learned that after the real world, uh, Melissa and Danny and Julie got these opportunities to uh do college tours and college lectures and they share with us that that is the only that's how they made money at that time like they weren't working they just got off the real world and like you know they didn't like can we make a career out of this and so Melissa sent emails Hmm. to the colleges about like Danny saying that like he's a despicable person he like he doesn't deserve the opportunity to represent uh, a community with his values and his morals and you know if you watch the original episode you see how much Danny revealed about himself never before to Julie they had this like great bond same with Julie and Melissa they you know Melissa and Julie were really close and she sent the same kind of emails to Melissa I mean, about Melissa during this thing. And that's why Melissa was like on the challenge when you see Melissa cussing her out. She like, I'm like, you're, I don't never want to see you again. And what is crazy, which is why I feel like I am just like Melissa. Melissa's like, I haven't seen or heard of the girl in 22 years. Mm. And when they confront Julie about it, <laughs> Julie says, well, I, I, I didn't see, I, I show me the emails. <laughs> what? The emails from 2000. Right. And it's not like it's just Melissa saying it. It's Melissa and Danny. And at the time, when you watch that, I'm getting hot, but I'm sorry. But when you watch the episode, Melissa and Danny didn't talk about this. They discovered that emails were sent right then and there. So then Melissa, then Julie asked for the receipts. Okay, so that just simply is basically saying like, well, if you can't show me the proof, it didn't happen. Okay, so just diminish what I say and don't, you know, then... She breaks out into these tears. And when I use the term white tears, I don't mean it in any way, shape or form derogatory. But there is a thing, and especially with in white women that utilize their privilege to seem like, you know, for in our society, when we mm-hmm. see white women crying as opposed to any other woman or opposed to a black woman crying, it seems the white woman gets more attention. They go, oh, my God, what's happening? Why? Like, and you just when you watch this, you see how deliberate she is with it. And I'm sorry, I'm calling the thing a thing. So I, I'll let that slide. Whatever. Then go ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, I mean, no, I was going to. Yeah, it's just the weaponization of it. It's it, it was. That's why I was like, just so gobsmacked when I watched it. Cause like, this has to be scripted because how are you so it's 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 from jump. It's before she even gets in the house when she's talking to the audience about how she just wants to put things back. So you're already trying to you're already trying to start this narrative where you want things to just get put behind you. But you're not the one that can do you can't do that alone like you need to make amends with the people that you hurt first so she's already crying to the audience in the dr and then as soon as she gets into the house she breaks down into tears hugging uh what's the guy's name jamie uh danny danny so uh hugging him um saying i'm sorry and breaking down and everything and i'm glad that danny had the the wherewithal to be like i'm not accepting this right now because it it does feel very much like this she's putting on a show because she just wants to be forgiven and let it be that and 
that's just not how it works. And that just, to me, just screams that this woman, no matter what you want to blame it on, whether you want to blame it on her being sheltered as a Mormon, whether you just want to blame it on her being surrounded by people that just give her what she wants whenever she breaks down. But it just screams to me that you lack, you lack a very, very basic concept and tenet of emotional intelligence. Mm. It is so blatant. It's, it, I, I just, I, couldn't believe it. I was like, you, this this woman is wild. Crazy. And also, when I say Melissa is me and I am Melissa, so when Julie comes in and hugs everybody and then gives Danny this, like, crying... Oh, I love you know, what she said. Melissa, she, like, say, you know, she said, stay in your body or don't betray your body, something like that. Yeah, Melissa just put her hand out and said, hi, we not doing no hug. We ain't doing yeah. no fake stuff here. I was like, ah, oh, that's yeah. me! I was like, I, yeah, I have to... I'm going to remember that quote for quite some time whenever I feel like I... Because sometimes you just feel like you're getting pressured into mm-hmm. hugging somebody or being... And it's like, you don't have to be rude, but... If you if your body is telling you I don't want to hug this person, then don't hug the person. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so that's the start of Julie. the The bigger context is is that so there's Tokyo. Another thing that really annoys me um, about the rest of the cast members. Now, mind you, I I don't have no issue with them, but Tokyo has come on and he says that like he goes by the name Tokyo now, and we are still in episode. I, there's four episodes out at this point, and I think Melissa says it very funny in the confessional. She was like, we're in the day and age where if what people want to be called, Melissa was like, I think that it's very interesting and curious. However, I'm not going to question it. I'm He want to be called Tokyo. I'm going to call him Tokyo. However, every one of the other house members, and we still are at episode four at this point, continue to say David. And David very respectfully every time goes Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So again, I just just want to just point that out because I just think that that's just interesting. Um, it really but, was. I mean, I, 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 I haven't been able to catch up entirely. But one thing that I did that I have really enjoyed so far is that this is uh, featuring people of a certain age group, right? Like mm-hmm. these because these people aren't necessarily old, but they're not young young either they're like what like most of them are like in their mid 40s at this point and so they are young enough they're younger than my parents some of them are the same age as my parents um but they're they're young enough to sort of like ride this wave of social progressivism that we've been in for the for quite some time if you ask me but they're also old enough to still harbor all of the negative shit that came mm-hmm. before them as well mm-hmm. so i think it was just so interesting ha- watching all of these older adults have these very present day conversations. Cause it's just a reminder that like everyone here is on a journey and we all sort of like start, have different starting points. And it's just interesting to see them sort of grapple with being a part of both, of both worlds. So I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. And so they, they do this thing where they get a message uh, on the TV and it basically is like, it tells them maybe what they're going to do the day. Um, but it's always rooted in something that was like, controversial or something that like resonated that was a a, a huge talking point Mm -hmm. and so this one came up that they were like you know going to like get drag or something and so they all figured out they're going to a drag show which also it brought something up in matt the the catholic and when he was on uh the real world in 2000, he was a version. He, you know, felt very strong in his religion and, you know, he just definitely did not 
think that did not accept homosexuality. And, you know, although he liked Danny, he stayed deep rooted in, in what he believed. And so we haven't really gotten to the Matt episode, but baby, it's coming and Matt has not changed. And Matt is, there was like a preview where Matt says to Danny, like, something to the effect of, I can't understand how God created you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we're not even getting to that because that has not happened yet. But they go out to this drag show um, or this gay club and Matt declines to go. But everyone else goes. Everyone's having a great time. Uh, Melissa is excited because during her season in 2000, she didn't drink. Um, but now she could drink. Tokyo is excited because during the time that he was filming, he didn't really rock with the cast like that. He just did whatever he wanted. So they're all having a great time. I, like, you know, fun. People are coming up to Danny and people are buying them shots and drinks. And Julie gets drunk. Okay. Spicy Bricey like to get a little tipsy. Julie get drunk 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 to the point of like belligerent to the point of like just falling down to the point of just being embarrassed and the other group members are like we got to get her out of here you know like she she's a harm to herself and also we filming a reality show like you know we are the real world new orleans we don't want to be in this club and you act in a mess and so tokyo and uh jamie are like we need to figure this out so tokyo like goes to everybody goes to danny um and again it's a club so they are the music is loud so you know he might be screaming but like he has to scream to hear He's mm-hmm. like telling everybody like, we need to go. We're leaving. Like, you know, it's not like Tokyo was saying we're leaving. Melissa, Jamie and Tokyo have come to the decision that we need to go. Julie is being her drunk self. And again, I'm not faulting her for being drunk. Okay. Cause listen, I had many of them nights, maybe even this weekend where it's like, no, the party doesn't end. I don't want to leave. What are you doing? Let me go. But she's falling down at one point in time. The bar, the establishment that they are at cuts her off and wants her to leave. Okay, so like just let that sit in. So anyway, uh, Tokyo at some point is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Then he just pick her up and take her down the steps. She get in the car. She don't want to get in the car. Jamie is still just doing Jamie because Jamie a little drunk too, but he's having a good time. He's like, no, she can stay. But Jamie's intoxicated. He can't make that decision. So then Melissa, then uh, Jamie, Melissa, uh, Jamie and Julie run up the steps. The club is like, no, you need to go. So then Julie gets in the car. She falls asleep. She starts throwing up. Oh, she gets, God. They arrive home. They open the door. Julie, the door opens. Julie falls out of the car and hits her head face down on the floor. They're like, oh, my sure God. The producers were living for this. Then even though Melissa ain't even rocking with her, you know, Melissa in Tokyo pull her up. She doesn't want to go. At, she, she's like, get away from me. Don't touch me. Runs into a tree. Then they get her in the house. And Tokyo, this black man, takes care of Julie while she's throwing up. 
you know, getting her comfortable, getting her water, holding her hair down, holding her hand. Julie allegedly has never felt like this before. And Tokyo is like, you know, I've been here. It's going to be a little while, but like, I'm not leaving your side to the point that Tokyo and Julie are sharing the same room. Tokyo takes a blanket and a pillow and lays on the side of Julie so that if and when she were to wake up, she would know that somebody was there caring for her. Now, I will even dare to say when I was watching this, I'm like, Tokyo, you doing the most. OK, listen, I'm a caring, a loving person. And listen, I would have put the trash can on the side of your bed and said, see you in the morning. But mm-hmm. Tokyo goes out of his way. The next morning. Julie wakes up like nothing happened. She don't remember nothing. She was like, you know, in the confessionals, I had a great time. She's doing yoga. Everyone is like, oh, okay. Not her just acting like ain't nothing happened. Then. 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 (laughs) Julie has these marks on her back. And she goes to Danny and she goes, did he do that? And then starts creating this narrative that I was having a good time. And like, you know, Tokyo grabbed me, left these marks on me and like forcefully removed me from the club. And that's not okay. Uh, uh, Ciao, 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 ciao. When I say that had me so mad and again shout out to melissa so basically tokyo hears these rumblings and it's like you know what i don't feel comfortable sleeping in a room with her anymore because at this point she's putting my everything on the line for a narrative so tokyo calls a house meeting which also is funny because they do a flashback 22 years ago they call they called a house meeting on tokyo And, you know, look how life repeats itself. Tokyo is like probably the most sane, the most caring, like he's he has had the most change. And they call this meeting where Tokyo is like basically like, I just want to let you know um, what you're doing. It's not okay. It's not fair. And like you saying that I forcefully harmed you, like the narrative of a white woman saying that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Melissa jumps in and Melissa's like, you know, yes, like I'm not going to be on a TV show where a white woman is saying that a black man harmed her and you're changing the narrative when in actuality, Tokyo was the only one that had patience for you. And of yeah. course, what does Julie do? <gasps> like, again, weaponizing tears and the thing. Mm, so I. I I'll let you respond to that. I'm sorry, because I'm just going off because it's like, it's just crazy. I, it's. <laughs> I, I just this. I, I, I all I guess is that I'm shocked that this lady decided to come back. But clearly I shouldn't be because this is someone who clearly does not make good decisions. This is someone that is clearly has not grown at all. Like. Whether you want to blame it on the Mormon church, I don't know what you would have. This this woman is not mature. This is a 21 year old in a 45 year old body. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the security guards were wanting you out. You were escorted out of the bar, and then all of a sudden it becomes Tokyo's fault. Not you, not the person that was throwing up crackers, damaging property, 
hitting people, mm. probably annoying the hell out of the drag queen. Like, no one else's fault. Or anyways, rather, everyone else's fault, not yours. Mm. Everybody no else. Accountability. It's it's just wild. It, it's just, again, and I just feel like when people are always like, oh, I don't like the term white privilege. I like, you know, like, does it exist? Is this real? Or or like the Karen term? Oh, I don't like the Karen term. Or like, oh, how can someone weaponize tears? I just feel like watch this show and you tell me. Like, it, it, it's just it's it's just so crazy. Um, and yeah, I just. Yeah, it, it 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 was a lot, but kudos to Melissa, uh, kudos to Tokyo, and honestly, like what frustrated me a little bit during the this uh, meeting that Tokyo called was that like Jamie, the other white man there, uh, Matt didn't go, so he didn't really have nothing else to say, but Kelly, like you know, um. Call this woman out. Like, you know, like, again, it, it, it's, it's just like not Tokyo having to be the the caretaker of you. Now he's being accused of being the abuser. And now he has to be the one to, like, stand up for himself. Him and Melissa both. Because Melissa's like, I'm not going to be on a show uh, where you may. I'm not going to contribute to this. Right. Like, I'm not going to be a part all. of this. Yeah. And not to mention that that night, the night before, Julie was like drunk and wanting to go into the hot tub. Nobody wanted to go into the hot tub with her. She went to the hot tub, but she was on her phone with the husband. And it was outside of Melissa and Kelly's room. And they overheard Julie basically saying like, everyone on this cast is so old. Like, you know, I had to take one for the team and get drunk so that we can make a television show. Like, and essentially like a, like implying that like she is like manufacturing storylines to be the star and to have an interesting season (laughs) yes yes but then when confronted you know saying to Melissa oh this is what you wanted from me did you just want to paint me in this light like you know it's just like girl but yeah so that's that and then the last thing that I just want to talk about was Danny this scene really bothered me in this moment I understood what he was doing but it just triggered something for me and like you and I were talking about this uh, before we recorded and like I um, wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to like express my like true feelings on this but you know at one point in the conversation Danny takes Julie's side or not takes her side uh, but it's just like I think that we need to acknowledge Julie's point of view where like you know Tokyo you grabbing her in the club was aggressive and you know then Danny says that like you know and when Tokyo told me that we were leaving it was very in aggressive tone and it just so let's just break down the things did Tokyo grab Julie yes was it forceful yes however if I am out with you, Aman, and we are out together and you are being belligerent. You are being drunk. You are a danger to yourself. And I just, we just started this podcast by saying that, like, I am so happy of the friendship that we have. If you are a, uh, a friend, if you are somebody that I love, if you are a family member and we are out and you are a danger to yourself and others, 
Mm-hmm. I might grip your ass up and take you out the club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, and I think that like, and, and I'm just being real. Like, yes, I would do that. And you could fight, you could do whatever. And then the next day you wake up and I'm going to say, bitch, you was a mess. You were hurting yourself. Like you were like falling on the ground. Like, you know what I mean? Like there is like some accountability. And that's the thing where like Julie has no remembrance of the night. All she remembers is Tokyo grabbing her. And again, like, sure, that can be your perspective, but like acknowledge the fact that you don't remember you blacked out. Like, I feel like he didn't even really grip her up like that for her to even be for for her to even try to run with that narrative. But yeah, so you're going to run with that narrative, but not run with the narrative that you fell out the car and face planted on the floor. You ran into a tree. You were falling on the floor. There were multiple places where those marks could have came. And like those marks look like scratches, like from the tree. Tokyo just kind of gave you a bear hug and walked forward to escort you out. Like he didn't he wasn't scratching on you. Right. And again, I just, for me, I like what was an issue. And I'm not just for me personally was Danny in that moment, like giving a, like gaslighting Julie's story. And I'm just like, here you are, Danny, the same gay man that she has wronged you, but yet you are standing up for her. And, and again, like, and calling Tokyo aggressive. And I just like, for me, it's, I, I just struggle at times with gay white men that want to be seen as a minority because they're gay and how the world is not fair to them and what other people have done, but then in the same breath, like, can flick on the you might be gay, but you still a white man. And it is just like, I don't know. For me, that moment was just really triggering for me. And I don't think that Jamie meant any harm by it. I think that Jamie was like, you know, maybe people, they, they felt as though everyone was ganged up on Julie, but they weren't. They were just trying to get her to understand that you have no knowledge of what happened. So what you are saying is not necessarily true. Like you don't have the full picture, but just even in that moment, the fact that like Danny, like, you're not even trying to like explain that to her. You want to, I don't know, just for me, it was just triggering because it just like, mm-hmm. I just like, I have this like deep rooted thing with like the LGBTQ and the gay community. And it's something that I support and it's something near and dear to my heart. But also at the same time, I struggle with this community that I want to represent. doesn't necessarily represent me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when you think of the when you think of the LGBTQ plus community, it is a white gay man's community. Like you think of like the gayborhood in Philadelphia, it is a white gay man's community. You think of the gay clubs in Philadelphia, like Woody's, like they don't want it to be black. Why are we in Philadelphia, a huge city? And there are no black gay clubs like, you know, it's just like, and again, I know this kind of like crossing topics and whatever, but just in that moment of Danny um, giving Melissa a voice. And again, please hear me out. I am not saying that, like, she does not have a perspective and like what he is like, but I just felt like in that moment where Danny, you know what it is like to feel people hate you you know what it's like how strong a narrative could be you know what it's like that that email that melissa sent how they dropped you and yet here this white woman is yeah like with doing the same thing and instead of you being like 
trying to get her to understand it in that moment you you sided with her it's just like i like that was just a, for me as a queer person of color that is oftentimes my plight um, with feeling seen in this gay community oftentimes with my plight of being able to connect with other like queer people that are not POCs because at times I feel like they it it, it could be used as a oh I, I, I don't know I just yeah it's just a lot for me and so like just that moment was just triggering for me a little bit and so I just wanted to be honest and share my actual thoughts on that and like how it affects my life and why like micro like I like like that microaggression of uh of Danny in that moment was just so triggering for me but also just Julian herself triggering for me it was a it was a hodgepodge of mess. I mean, it's especially I mean when all of this potential blowback because I mean uh, honestly I don't think that there will be much blowback in a situation on someone like Tokyo because everything is literally on camera and there's right. no way for there's no way for Julie to try to spin this in any other way than other than girl you were drunk you were falling all over the place them scratches could have been from whenever you were like all up under that tree and branches could have had you all messed up too like you were like there's no way that this could have been spin spun any other way but at the same time for 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 danny to know exactly what it is that julie is capable of and then to automatically just put yourself you, you in the line of her, fire right. mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you just need to let people go and I don't know if this has anything to do with you also be, like, have you found yourself in similar situations when it comes to black people? And therefore you're trying to show a little bit of grace for Julie because you know that you're guilty of some of the same behavior. Because if that's the case, the worst thing that you can do is validate that woman's behavior. That's the worst thing that you can do. And you need to just let her crash and burn and let her learn from her own shit. Point blank, period. If you're trying, if you, if you would like to be an ally, if you would like to actually put an end to these antics that people engage in, then you have to do exactly that. You cannot, you can't engage in it. That's it. Like, it's wild. And you know that she's capable of doing that kind of stuff because she did it to you. Mm-hmm. And in no way am I like trying to imply that Danny is like, like, uh, perpetuating this. I just think that for me, his actions in that moment were telling and it triggered me as a gay black man. So I just mm-hmm. want to just make sure that that is clear. Like, I don't, I, I, I can appreciate in one lens, I can appreciate and see what he's trying to do. You're trying to like have her be heard because clearly like she's not hearing it from Melissa and Tokyo because she's feeling like she's being attacked. However, I just feel like in doing that for me personally, as a gay black man in a society that does not see me um, and like, you know, Danny, you're somebody that I look up to. It also just for me, it's just very uh, showing of like your own privilege that I, in my own mind, I'm questioning, do you even acknowledge that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but that's a topic within a topic within a topic uh, that honestly, one day I would love to dive deep in on the podcast um, in some way, shape or form. But needless to say, 
The real world of New Orleans is riveting TV. And if you have, uh, and it's, and it is thought provoking. And I do want to give a, a huge shout out. Well, before I even give a huge shout out, I think, I'll, I'll, uh, just something to your point when you were like, clearly Tokyo, uh, they will show like, you know, there's, there's footage of it. I think that you also need to remember they were on TV 22 years ago. Yeah. Where it was white editors, you know, telling a black person's story. So, you know, that fear is real. Oh, and, of course. You know what course. I mean? Like, so it, 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 that fear in which during the time they don't know how this is going to be edited. They don't know, like, what, like, so I, like, I, I get, I a thousand percent agree with you. Like, who could not see this? But even in that moment, like, and you know, I've been on a reality TV show before, not for long, but like, you know, you don't know how that footage is going to be like manipulated. You don't know if what they could only just show. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that that is just also something that is like, uh, worth mentioning that the fear that they have, that this, this narrative could be shown in a very different way could be like that's a real yeah. fear. No, I mean, yeah, the, the the implications of it all still ring true, and they behaved accordingly. Totally, totally, totally understand that point. I was just making the point that in this particular situation, right. yeah, had- there's just no, there's just no way now, which only makes your behavior even more antagonistic because it's like you like you're not going to get away with this this time, and you are still trying to do, pull this shit. Like, mm-hmm. wow, like. And then another thing that was like a little annoying to me was uh, Jamie and his confessional. Because mind you, Jamie and Tokyo really came up with this plan uh, to get Julie out of there. And the episode, Jamie is like, I'm about to grab her and pull her out. And then when they're having this meeting, Jamie is sitting there. Jamie and Kelly both are very quiet and very mute to the situation. Um, And in the confessional, Jamie's like, you know, like I, I. I with Tokyo, I would have done that too. I just feel like, but you're saying that in a confessional, but you're not saying it in this moment. And I feel like, again, when we talk about allyship, when we talk about like, you know, um, what it means to be an ally, like Kelly, David, now is your time. Like, why are Melissa and Tokyo the only ones having to like speak their truth to this it's like y'all can speak up too y'all can say you're dismayed like y'all just a lot but Mm -hmm. i do want to give a huge kudos to the editors of this show uh especially the homecoming because they do a really good job of not only like editing the show in real time so that you could see you could see everybody's opinion you could see julie you could see tokyo like they show you the footage but they just do a really good job of like capturing these conversations uh and again throughout episode one through four um julie really is on the hot seat and in that during that meeting or that the conversation that they had with julie um melissa storms out and you know julie's like see this is what she wanted um however they do a really good job of just like not leaving it like that Um, yeah melissa's parents come like the next day and really kind of sort of changes the vibe and they just really have this epiphany that and they they try to explain to julie that like we know this is not an easy subject to have. However, th- we need to have this conversation. Yeah. 
And again, it just makes me think of like the Purple Pants podcast and Casual Tea, where I feel like our our niche is having uncomfortable conversations. We can have strong opinions that people may not agree with us. However, we are not trying to be hateful and saying our truth. And you don't need to be hateful in you disagreeing and just modeling good behavior. Uh, there was another subject that came up on episode four where they talked about race and Melissa, the whole crew, they went to this swamp bearing, like they went to on a, a alligator watch you go getting them low i don't even know the name of it but it's like those you've seen it on all of the movies when you go to like new orleans like you get in the speedboat and you drive around mm -hmm, and the airboat you, uh, yeah right the airboat and during the, the original season in 2000 uh they had this tour guide who was like yeah you see those inward birds up there oh wow yes and melissa was offended upset and you know like in the car right home she was explaining to them like i like i don't i don't rock with that i don't you know and jamie was like i don't understand why you're making it such a big deal like you know like you know like it just that whole construct of race and we get a great confessional with melissa where she's like you know the 22 year old me did not have the words to really express what I meant and how I felt. And, you know, she felt like she also was catapulted um, being a, a black woman on this TV show. She just felt like she had to be the offended. She had to be the teacher and she had to mm -hmm. like always kind of like rise above and do all so of that, like emotional labor of having yes. to teach everyone what's going on and like where it, be the social barometer of it all, like, which is, black people's unfortunate task in this country so much of the time mm -hmm. and it's just crazy because and she's like i was 22 i didn't have the words but she like i had the words now but just have we not felt like that within the last year amon with like the george floyd and the civil unrest and again like it's just like and what just recently happened just ha listen and we, oh, oh with the mass shooting in upstate new york where he did you see what was written on the top of the gun the n-word and he is going to a predominantly lower income black area into a supermarket and is targeting black people have you seen the footage of him getting ready to shoot somebody and it is a caucasian person and he says oh i'm sorry <sighs> oh i mm. I don't know, man. It's mm. just, it's getting like increasingly hard to see these stories mm. all the time, all the time. And they're, it's such an, a, an interesting world to live in because I do consider myself to be an optimist. I really do see the best in humanity. And I know that we have come so far, but then that we have moments like this that sort of just sober you up and it's just like a wet towel on uh on a flame of progression as it were i don't know i just i just i just wish and then like i don't know I, when when things like this happen it just reminds me that yes there is a lot of overcorrection that happens whenever we are making strides towards progress i know that sometimes maybe maybe we can go a little bit too far maybe we need to find 
ways to like come back towards the middle. But then stuff like this happens and I'm like, you know what? No, I don't think that there's a lot of overcorrection happening. I think that there is extremism and there's real, real, real hatred in this world and it's taught and it's, and it festers. And for whatever reason, I think whether you want to blame it on Trump, whether you want to blame it on COVID, whether you want to just blame it on just, I don't know, whatever you want to blame it on, there's just been a rise in so much animosity towards black people, Asian people, people of color. There's just so much hatred going on in the world right now. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you just, I, I just feel very, very hopeless. And I'd like to today, just reading all of that news and then to, you know, to watch stuff like this in the real world, it's like, it, you just, you just get reminded that these problems are very, very present and very, very real. And they just, they, they, they are strong, strong in certain communities and we can't, and there's real, I think the most frustrating thing about it is that there's no real answer. There's no real cure for it because we can't all be everywhere at all times. We can't, we can't just monitor everyone to make sure that everyone is not being a racist ass. We can't just monitor that everyone is, you know, not going to buy an AR-15 and gun down 10 people in the middle of a, of a rest of a, of, a, of a grocery store. We can't be there to stop that stuff from happening. We can't stop someone from truly believing that black people are the scum of the earth and don't deserve to be here. There's nothing that we can do to stop these people from believing that. And it's just, where do you go from there? Where do you go? And I think so many of us, we, that's why we put so much emphasis on Whenever you see stuff like this, when you see these microaggressions happening, when you see some, 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 some crazy bullshit happening, like on the real world, you call it out immediately. You're stalwart in your, in your, in your, uh, you know, repudiation of that behavior. You let them know this is not okay because this to a certain degree is what leads to people mm. going into a grocery store mm. and gunning down 10 people. So, and I, I think the connection for me is that like, and watching the real world, because again, I, I think that why I think it is, although I am so upset at Julie, I'm so happy that there is something like this out there that people can see. And I think that, whether or not you agree with her or not, I, I feel like there are many people like Julie that like, uh, you know, like uh, I'm not racist. I, I, I'm not like you, like, you know, but again, it just, it, it shows you your like implicit bias. It shows you like at times how you utilize and weaponize your privilege. And I think that that is the kind of the starting mm -hmm. point. That is like the, the bigger topic of why I think the real world, New Orleans, New Orleans is so interesting because it, you see it. And there is a part where Julie has an epiphany and, and uh, allegedly, I don't know, because I just feel like, <laughs> I thought you had to pay to be 22 years ago, and I thought that that would change the way your life was, and then you retreated back to a bubble that was safe for you. Mm -hmm. And here you are 22 years later, and your privilege is still rare. Like, it's rearing its ugly head. And, and, and like you said, I just think that it is 
It's just when we see these shootings, when we see this hatred, like me as a, a queer person of color, it's so hard for me to understand where these people get this hatred from because like I, I don't have that type of hate in my life. Like, you know, I, I, I can't even fathom. I, I, I don't. So it, it's just, yeah. It's wild. It, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just sort of another reminder that like, we, we, we all go through this life and it's so important to diversify mm-hmm. your, your surroundings even and if you think you already are diverse, diversify it even more. Even if you think that you're already diverse and, and also just to have conversations with people. And I know that it gets, it sounds so cliche to say that because that's all we hear is like, have conversations, have the difficult conversations, have, but it's so important to actually be curious, be curious individuals, go out and talk to somebody and talk to listen. Don't talk to just respond, like go out and learn about one another. Like, I don't know. Even that to me just sounds like I'm just giving hollow advice. I don't know. No, I'm just... but it's not though. It's not though. Like I, I think that it sounds hollow, but in practice, it, it, it can change. But you have to demonstrate. And again, why I feel like this real world New Orleans is such a good demonstration of it. Kelly and Jamie sat in that conversation silent. Mm-hmm. Silent. They sat. Because it was uncomfortable for them. If it's uncomfortable for you, how uncomfortable do you think it is for Tokyo or Melissa? Right. And any, like, you know that, like, again, I just, I feel like it illuminates a lot of different things. And again, we're not going to be able to change the world. People are going to like, but I, it starts with a conversation. It starts with listening. It starts with empathy. And again, we as people of color cannot be the only people doing it. We can't like it, it just yeah and um whew, it's just it, it's so tiring at times. However, life is not easy, and you know it, I just think of what my ancestors went through, what my what my grandmother went through, what my great grandmother went through. Um, the, you know, just and so like I I don't want to give up hope. I don't want to give up. Um, and and seeing things like this, it, it's just a, it is a constant reminder that we all have to do our part, truly. And again, why I am just, although we started this episode off with the purple, the casual tea, we had a whole bunch of topics, but like, here we are. And yeah, this conversation deserves the attention. And I, I just, I hope that listening to us, and I hope that it it can just spark something in your mind. I, I you know, I just, I, I hope that it could help you go out of your way in some way, shape or form. And I, these conversations inspire me. I, I try to realize my privilege and I try to, I, 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 I try to be as much as I can do. And I know that I can do more. And I just, I ask that anyone and everyone that listens to this podcast uh, to do better because yeah. we all can do better um, and, and be kind. Yes. That's the number one thing that I literally always try to remind myself of every day. Like I've been thinking about getting just those two words tattooed somewhere on my body because honestly, that's, that's like the easiest thing that you can do in this life is just be kind. So 
Yeah. I um I don't know. It's just things happen at the right time. Like I mean we get this un this this crazy unfortunate news today about Buffalo and New York and then I know that I'm going to be on the podcast with you and then I you know I, I you asked me to go ahead and tune into the real world and then we get to see like you know how these problems fester. We get to see all of that like in this and it just brings everything into perspective for mm-hmm. me. I just um yeah, I disagree with everything you said. It's just it's so important to just be kind and be curious and and speak up. <laughs> speak up. And don't let it and like we I mean so many of us want to just sort of like freeze up and I understand it's like it's a natural response to do so like when you're uncomfortable when you hear something that's off color when you see something that's off color when you're like mm, that seemed a little mm, I don't know about that mm-hmm. and you kind of just clam up and you're kind of like well maybe they didn't mean it that way or like, you're maybe maybe you know I, I don't really want to get it this has, don't got nothing to do with me so let me just not you know get involved mm, I think it's like the time for that has long long since passed I think all of us have a have a responsibility to each other to always, always, always speak up. Even if even if you feel like you're being the killjoy, because <laughs> I just feel like there's no other option. I really don't. Right, and it yeah, and then I just think about uh, we're headed into the election, this damn election, where you know, like this this is the summer that the candidates start. Like it's just uh. It just, it literally puts a pit in my stomach. It's, I mean, but I have to remain hopeful. Like, I, uh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to leave any of the listeners right now feeling so, I don't, I don't know. I just, oh, I don't know. I didn't expect all these emotions to come. Neither did I. This is not what we had planned, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. I I had a juicy tea bag list. Not, not tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> I, we had a juicy list, uh, but I think Aman and I talked before this episode and like, you know, just some things were like resonating and I'm like, well, listen, we'll we'll see where this podcast goes. Like, again, like this this alive podcast. And uh, yeah, we're here. And I, I think that like you're right. We we don't want to leave anyone uh, feeling like hopeless. But at the same time, I think that the podcast is a true and safe space and it feels a lot. It feels worrisome. And that's, that's how we feel. So I, I, I think that, and that's just, there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and nothing wrong with like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think, yeah, no. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I feel like, I feel like even right now in this very moment, I feel like I'm trying to find words to right. to have to say to because what, because you feel like as a black man, you need to leave it off and be like, not, no, but like, th- but this is what, I, yeah, I don't think I really have anything else to say. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really sad about that news today. I'm just, I, it's just, it's just very disheartening. And I think just with everything that's been going on in this country around this world, really, I think, I don't know. I just you know you have you have your high moments in life, mm-hmm. and you just sometimes you just have like the really really dark times. And I think like for right now, for me, I think I'm just taking this news especially hard because it's just like enough is enough. You know what I mean? Enough is enough. And I just I just worry like I just worry that that could be somebody that I love one day. You know, mm-hmm. that could just be somebody just out and about, mm-hmm. and because because someone was radicalized on these deep 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 
white supremacist chats or whatever it is, someone just decides to just bring another gun around and just gun people down. Mm-hmm. And not enough people are going to speak up or care about it to actually make sure that something happens so that we can try to do something to stop this. Whether it be like gun legislation, whether it be just more a more vicious fight against white supremacy. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not going to pretend to, but I, I don't know. I just, right now I feel like I'm just feeling like no one cares enough. Mm. And that just sucks. It sucks. That's it. Yeah. Well, I think that this was an enlightening podcast And I always thank you for just showing up and showing up as yourself and your true emotions and your feelings. And yeah, I just, I thank you uh, for this week's episode. I I hope that the listeners listened. I hope you get something out of it. I hope that it motivates you. It invokes some type of emotion. Um, And at the very least, do yourself a favor and watch The Real World New Orleans. I think that it is riveting TV and I think that it is, I think that it can spark really good conversations outside of the like bubblegum rappers of like whatever. For me, it did. I I wasn't expecting it. So I would Mm -hmm. love it if you guys watched it. Please tweet us, DM us, let us know what you think when you watch it because I I think that it is very thought provoking. and yes, this is your casual tea with Aman and B. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Puh, puh, puh. I said it's a puh, puh, puh. I said it's a puh, puh, puh. I said it's a purple pants premonition. And we are back this week with your purple pants premonitions for the month of May. I am excited and always happy to welcome my good, good Judy on duty. The gangster to the gurry was popping. Hallelujah. Holla back. What's going on? How is you price? I am well. How are you? You know, child, we here in another month, just happy to be alive. You know what I mean? Sometimes all you can do is be grateful for the breath in your body. And we went, today is definitely one of those days where I'm like, I'm just happy to be breathing and we getting through another day. Okay. Yes. Listen, I'm here. I feel like spring has sprung, sprung. Okay. Okay. I don't feel like it's going to be no more of them 
40 degree days. I feel like it's giving 60 and 70s. And this is my time of the year because I feel like people always be like, oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. And then when the summer comes, they be like, it's hot. It's hot. So yes. I'm just trying to live in the in-between or Ooh. the purgatory of these seasons. So I love <laughs> Not the purgatory of the seasons. Listen, I'm not mad at it. And I am one of those people that says, oh, my God, too hot. Oh, my God, too cold. And listen, I'm going to let you manifest it for us because, listen, baby, this past weekend up here in Miss New York, it was giving rain, rain, cold, showers, days and like days in succession. And I was over it. And I was like, it's supposed to be the middle of May. Why is it 40 some degrees and rainy outside? So I would love a couple of 60 degree days to take us through the rest of Miss May. Okay, Miss Mayo. Yes. So I'm so happy to be here. Uh, of course, another month, um, another blessing to be here and talk about what's going to be upcoming as far as the energy for the month of May. If you do not know, my name is Gangster Gurry, Gary DeAndre. I am a healer, tarot reader, spiritual consultant. Um, and if this is your first time listening to the Purple Pants Premonitions, what I'm here to do is provide you a little forecast, a little vision of the future, what you can expect um, for the month of May energetically, and then just some advice to kind of talk through some of the themes that may be appearing in our lives this month. Um, and of course, today, before, normally I like to pull live or what have you, but today something was like, no, nah, we need some advice. You need to pull some advice, and we're going to do something a little different today, okay? So of course, I'm going to give you a reading. Um, I have a couple of cards that are pulled out in front of me. I have a total of seven to start. And then, you know, if the spirit moves me to add a little more, we'll give a little bit more sasong. But the month of May is... Is, uh, represented in the theme of lightning okay now Bryce when you think of lightning what does lightning like that that uh, idea of it like that vision of lightning what does that bring up in your spirit for me I this might be random and off topic but I think of like one in a million because I think of like mm. getting struck by lightning mm. so I think of it like when someone says lightning for me I always think like it could be I try to flip it and think like, oh my God, it's like one in a million that you can get struck by lightning. But then I also think like, oh, okay, well maybe whenever I am talking about lightning in this sense, it's like maybe I am that one in a million. Maybe I am mm. that like lightning bolt. Okay. Okay. Come through. Come through. Come through manifestation. Okay. Yeah. Come through blessing. You ain't you ain't lying about that. And I love that perspective of uh, lightning. It's just like something strikes. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like it illuminates. You feel what I mean? It brings something to the to the forefront. It makes you stop. It makes you listen. And that is what lightning does, especially when it just pops up. It's kind of just like it makes you look at things with a different a different perspective. And I feel like it's also when things happen as fast as lightning, that good old phrase, that means things are moving really, really quickly. So I feel like the month of May is telling us that things are going to be moving as fast as lightning this month. Lightning changes. Um, you know, there may be a sense of lightning in your spirit. Mm. I also feel as though this is a month of us knowing that we could get invited to a lot of different events. We could be out here busy as shit. I don't know. I don't know. If I'm going to curse on this show. I'm going to curse. My bad. <laughs> We're going to be busy as shit. Okay. I just have to be very honest. Um, and it's going to be a lot of opportunities that are coming up in our lives that are helping us to recognize that things can change immediately. So wherever you are in this very moment in time, I want you to think about where you would like to be at the end of this month, whether it is it is in a different uh, mind state, whether it is in a different financial bracket, like and know that that manifestation, that desire, that dream can happen faster than you can even imagine. 
the theme of lightning, as I'm looking at this card, um, it has a who looks like the representation of Isis, the goddess Isis. Um, so, of course, you know, I'm familiar but unfamiliar with deity. So I had to look up what the goddess Isis represented. Um, and goddess Isis is always talking about fertility. It's talking about the goddess of motherhood, of magic, of death, of healing, of rebirth. Um, and this is an opportunity for us to be reborn into something brand new throughout this month. There's going to be a really huge opportunity that's going to come our way. And it's really about us being patient and allowing it to come into our lives. But I'm getting ahead of myself. OK, getting ahead of myself because, you know, I'm about to start preaching, child. Ready to start. I said hit the button. We said, let's go. Yeah. But no, this month is really about things moving so quick that you will be so surprised at how everything will shift for you. But you have to be prepared for what is coming your way and uh, be solidified in who you are. I want to read the excerpt from this book. Lightning is number 18 in this specific deck called The Sacred Power Reading Cards by Anna Stark. It says sudden changes and challenges ahead. Be cautious. A force to be reckoned with, the beautiful Egyptian goddess Isis bring lo- brings love and awakening of spirit. By breaking old chains and shattering outdated belief systems, Isis opens your heart to receive true love and healing through empowerment and movement. You must shift old perceptions and evolve like the caterpillar. Anything that is outdated and no longer serving you needs to be shed now, this awakening is powerful and confronting to shift stuck karmic debris, subconscious patterns and emotional DNA. You must crack your hard exterior with energy direct from the source, the source being the universe, the source being God, the source being your ancestors, the source being spirit, whatever you represent source as in your life. It's really just allowing you to break that hard exterior. You got to crack yourself wide open. In order to see that it's time for an awakening, it's time for something to shift, something powerful, something that's going to release whatever has been holding you back from the next stage of your life. Okay, this intense moment may feel as though your heart is breaking. However, for you to achieve new levels of love, you must break concrete beliefs that have held you back. Address any issues surrounding grief and loss with professional assistance. Breakthroughs are now possible. Isis is the gatekeeper of this love energy and requests the presence of your soul to accept this new integration. This expansion of your heart will intensify how you feel and share love with others. Adjusting to a new level of love, you will connect more deeply with others and see their heart in all its beauty. Right now, it's time for us to take action. Push forward with passion. Open yourself up to new ideas and meaningful conversations. Get out there. Meet people. Social activities are a highlight right now. A new person is about to enter your life on a soul level. Unexpected arrivals create warmth and compassion as you learn to accept differences with appreciation, love, and tolerance. Old ideals, old loyalties, Old things, old debris that needs to be released is being challenged as you break away from emotional and physical restrictions. This is all about you getting out of your head, getting out of whatever has been making you feel like you are incapable, you are unworthy, like you're not going to be able to do it. It's like, no, like you have to let go of whatever has been holding you back from doing what you know that you were made to do. And this is the month to know that these challenges are going to be challenging, but you are more than capable of overcoming and winning the way that you know that you need to. It says life is worth living. Do what you love with 
purpose and know that you are ready to take action now and that the power of love sets your soul free as you grow with gratitude. So the theme of this month is all about sudden changes, things happening so quickly, but it's all about, like you said, you know, lightning strikes once in a million, right? But it's like once that lightning strikes and it cracks you open, it helps you to really just like shift into a new space of knowing who you are, knowing how to show up, knowing what to do, okay? And know that this awakening is powerful for you. Now, as we get into the tarot cards, the tarot cards say the waiting game. Now, throughout the first half of the month of May, it's really about us being patient. Like, you know, sometimes we're twitting our thumbs. We're like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What do I need to do? I need an answer. Sometimes it's like you're sitting and you're praying or you're manifesting, you're writing your intentions and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I just want some guidance. I just really want to know where I'm supposed to be headed in this next direction and realizing that sometimes we do not allow ourselves to move on. Okay, there may be a person, a thing, a situation, a job, an entity that you have been struggling for moving on from. And that is what has been holding you back. It has been rocking your firm foundation. Okay, it is not something that is helping you to feel firmly rooted within yourself. What is that? What is that belief? What is that practice? What is that energy that you know has been stopping you from having a firm foundation, feeling good in yourself, feeling like you are going to the next level? It may be a thing. This comes up as a thing for me. And it comes up in uh, giving my time and energy uh, to places and spaces that I know are not good for me. And I, you know, sometimes like as you're uh, trying to rectify like, oh, like this isn't that bad. This person loves me or this person hasn't done bad by me, but you make excuses sometimes. And it's just like, have you been making too many excuses for this person, this thing right now? And how are you recognizing it? Once you release that, maybe there will be some stuff that shifts and that change comes immediately. There may be an emotional loss that you are experiencing coming up in the uh, number five emotion card in this deck. And it says, when you tap on your heart, Bryce, when you hold on to your heart, when you touch your heart, it's like, what does your soul call out for? And know that it moves out from your heart into your awareness and around you. What does your spirit say that you need to do? When is the last time that you sat and asked your spirit, like sat really tap, tapped in with yourself and been like, what should I be doing right now? You know, sometimes we run on a frequency of feeling like we have to know all the time or feeling like we have to do immediately instead of slowing down and really just like recognizing what our body is calling for. It makes me think of something, you know, I have a little a little epithet I want to throw in right here. It made me think about, you know, um, you know how sometimes when you meet somebody uh, and you're like, oh, like you haven't you're starting to get to know them. You're feeling them out, especially like that romantic way. And sometimes you have to uh, kiss that person in order to see like if there's an attraction. You know what I'm saying, Bryce? Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, sometimes it's like people are like, oh, well, how am I get married if I don't know what the uh, is given? Like, mm-hmm. is it given? Is it good or whatever? And we have to have that experience in order for us to know whether or not it's right for us. And I feel like it's the same thing when we uh, touch things around us. Like if we bring it to like the very like small version of life, like when you go and you're like getting ready to pick up something, do you sit and do you touch it? And it's just like, is this the thing that I should be picking up right now? Or should I go for something else? When I was pulling my tarot cards for uh, this reading, I reached for a deck and then something in my spirit was like, no. And then I reached out for something else and it was like, yes, Mm -hmm. like this is it. And it's just like, you have to give yourself some time to really sit tap in and figure out what it is that you need, what has been causing you heartache and loss, what has been making you feel a little heartbroken. You feel what I'm saying? And like, if that's what it's giving, is that really worth it? 
Maybe that's the change that you need to be enacting right now and know that it has been taking away your authority. Whatever this thing is, whatever this person is, you feel what I'm saying, has been taking away your authority and making you feel like you are incapable of, make you feel like you'll never amount to. How do you cut that relationship off? How do you cut that situation off and make that sudden change? What is the move that you know that you need to make in order to break the foundation and shake some shit up? Okay. And once you do it, things will start moving faster than you could have ever imagined. Um, I know that I'm getting ready to take a little travel. I know that when I'm in this new location, I have some uh, some endeavors that are going to be taking place. And listen, New York has been a little boring. I have been doing gigs and stuff like that, but I'm going to be in a new city and I got gigs happening. And I'm excited to talk to you guys about said gigs that are uh, on the way. But it's just like, you know, when you start recognizing maybe the environment that you are in is not serving you the way that it used to. Once you shake it up, once you really go for the gold, once you really bet on yourself, Everything may come up roses, but you don't have to do it immediately. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some patience and know that it's just time for you to move on. Stop holding on to things uh, that are not worth your time anymore. It makes me think of what was it? Uh, Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Yes, I was uh, hold fast to dreams for if dreams go. Life is a barren field frozen with snow. I don't know why that came up, but it was I think I learned that back when I was in like the first grade, but it's like you got to hold fast to your dreams Mm. and it's just like don't let go of those dreams um, and don't allow other things to let time pass to stop you from getting to where you need to get. Okay. This month is all about sudden changes and it's about you welcoming the sudden change and being patient enough to know that it's on its way. I know we all been feeling it in our spirits. I know, Bryce, you've been feeling something, too. Something about to crack open. Something's about to show up a new opportunity, a new a new show, a new something. You feel what I'm saying a new oppor- like something is in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's just time for us to sit and receive it. Ooh. Yes. That's the message for May. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it because I, um, I, yeah, I just, I, I feel that sometimes you have to shake it up. Mm-hmm. You got to shake the table. Okay. Um, and I receive it and I, I just, oof, I just, oof. New beginnings. I, I, new, I, beginnings. new beginnings. Okay. New beginnings. Okay. But we have to believe that those new beginnings are, are ours. We're worthy of them. Like if we get into that new stuff and we not, uh, prime pumped and ready to go we're not going to be able to do everything that we need to do so it's really important for us to be in that mentality be in that mindset no like no baby i'm ready let's pop out let's do something you know what i'm saying let's right. shake it up because i'm i'm prepared i'm ready i surrender thank you you feel me yes I uh, I receive it and you know these messages are like so amazing and i'm so grateful for the purple pants premonitions but you know I feel like sometimes in order to like really feel what you talking about you know I feel like sometimes they have to be in person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you gotta get the experience baby because it's a full experience when you hanging out around me you know it's an experience okay um and yeah which is why I'm so excited that you know before the next June Purple Pants Premonitions if you are headed to the Bryce and Wynn Presents the LA Final with Lauren Ashley back we are teaming up with Gangsta Gurry and guess what for the first couple of hours that the venue is open Gangsta Gurry will be there and giving out free 
readings. Yes. So listen, okay, listen, t- tell them what they can expect, baby boy. Okay, listen, if you coming out and you're going to be in Los Angeles, that's what I'm talking about. This is a wonderful opportunity. I'm getting ready to pair up, partner up with some powerful people and I'm excited to meet all of you if you're going to be in the LA area. What I'll be doing is giving speed readings. We're going to talk about how you're going to survive the summer. I know that we talked about this last year and I figured I'd give five minute readings for people where you come, you sit, we have a little chit chat for five Five minutes about what you can expect throughout the summer. It'll be a quick little reading just to give you a little, you know, zhuzh up and help your spirit feel realigned as you get ready to step into one of the most powerful, productive, life-changing summers of our lives. I feel it. I know it. Two, two, two. It's 2022, baby. Okay. And this year has already been crazy. So I figure why not minister, you know what I'm saying? Come meet some folks, love, laugh, live, and give a little, you know, a little zhuzh up of the spirit as you guys come and enjoy the Survivor Finale Party. Yes. So make sure you check Gangsta Gurry on Instagram, the Bryson Wynn Present page. We will have more information. But yes, this is so much fun. An actual, it's a live event. It's not a just a live It's a live reading. So. Okay. Purple Pants Premonitions in person, baby. <laughs> yes. And before we go, uh, let the people know what you got, what else you got cooking up and where can they follow you at and get, you know, let you know mm-hmm. if they want to hit you up. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you can find me at Gangsta Gurry. Gangsta with an A because we don't do that ER buster ish over here. I've been seeing people from, uh, and I have to shout you out for that, Bryce. Because listen, people have been following. They're like, oh my god, this gangsta girl from. I'm like, oh my god, girl, you know who I am, and it be feel make me feel so love. I'm like, oh my gosh, I appreciate that. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. Thank you for those follows um, throughout the month of May and moving forward. So I'm actually getting ready to travel, as I just stated. I'll be in Los Angeles for a little bit. Um, I'll be in Raleigh. I'm gonna be in Denver in June. So I'm on the move. And right now what I'm trying to do is see if people are interested in linking up for, you know, a little something, something in person. So if you live in one of those cities, um, let me know. I may have some time on my schedule to schedule you in. Or if you're looking for your own personal reading and you don't live in one of those cities, but you would like to connect with me, you can go to my profile, my snip feed, which is in my bio on my Twitter or on my Instagram. um, And we can book a reading together. I have my services open as well as my candle services. And I'm looking forward to serving you yes and as always thank you so much gangsta gurry for our may premonitions we will see you on the 25th and we'll be back next month for our june premonitions this has been your purple pants premonition peace Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And you know, here on the Purple Pants Podcast, I am all about. 
out giving people their flowers. And I recently had found out that one of my friends who I haven't yet met, but we are friends on social media and family through Survivor released a book uh and she is now a published author and i was like oh my god you know your baby boy whenever i see people doing amazing things um and especially black women i always try to do what i can do to support and i just thinking over the years of all of the things that she has accomplished since being on survivor it's just truly a an extraordinary person and so this week's Freak of the week. You may know her from Survivor, Millennials versus Gen X, but Sandra C.C. Taylor is a devoted mother of two, a Buffalo, New York native, a graduate of the University of Phoenix with a master's in business. C.C. is a former cast member of the popular CBS show Survivor season 33. C.C. currently resides in California and is a certified personal trainer, a licensed massage therapist. She's dedicated to improving the health and lifestyles of other through experience and she is just an amazing person and that's why this week she is the purple pants podcast freak of the week when cc was on her season i just remember first of all being so mad when she went out uh but ever since then we've always like stayed in contact with social media whenever she throws a birthday party she go all out she be just so amazing and i'm excited that she will be at bryson when presents the finale party in LA. So I get a chance to embrace her and show her love. But I just, you know, over the years, she's been in fitness competitions and I remember seeing her train and I'm like, yes, CC go. Okay. She's also an entrepreneur. Uh, her being a massage therapist, she's opened up a spa called Eden's spa and fitness so she out here getting the bag and doing her thing but more importantly she just released a new book called valiant heart and valiant heart is the story of a young girl named cc who must overcome sexual molestation and physical abuse at a young age from her family members she trusts as cc navigates through her childhood she's impacted by bullying poverty abuse and alienation from her parents the cycle of abuse forces Cece to make adult decisions before she has the mental capacity to do so. Feeling unloved and, and facing discourse at home influences Cece's adulthood regarding trust and her love of life. And the book is available now. Now, mind you, I'm on probably chapter two. And whew, when I tell you it is, it gets your heart. And it also just makes you just think about how resilient people can be. So if you do not know about Valiant Heart by our girl CC from Survivor, now you know, go out there and support our girl. Uh, make sure you follow her on the Instagram. It is Coco Chanel underscore fit and show her some love. Let her know she is the freak of the week and support our black queen out here doing amazing things. A published author. That is something that... Anyone should be proud of that accomplishment. So we just over here at the Purple Pants Posse, the way we show our love and our affection is we give them freak of the week. If CC is the freak of the week, that means we are coming to a close of another amazing episode. I truly thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, supporting, and always showing your baby boy so much love. It does not go unnoticed. You know, I'm a cry baby. Whenever I see y'all in person and we talk and y'all tell me stuff, you know, I'll be crying. Listen, I'll be trying 
try not to cry, but I do. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, and if you have not already, please ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever the podcasts reside. We are there. Hit subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that as much as things change, they stay the same. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.